Oh, we starting like completely fresh? I can't remember. Because Let's do it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Just run it back. Did you, you just that run, was all just, testing shit before. Yeah, now dude, like, we're just warming up. Now, now you just warmed up. Okay. Welcome back, you guys. Episode four, here we are. It's the guest episode. You know, I can only talk about it so much until I finally have to let it out to you guys. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you my very first guest of Just Chris podcast. I have George and Gabby. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy it. Before I really even like started the show, I knew I wanted to do an episode like this because I'd always listen to podcasts online where they have the guests. And I'm a big fan of like listening to people that I follow guesting or like starring on other other podcasts. Um, so I've always wanted to kind of have my own guests on. And before I really started like entertaining the idea of having a guest, like I knew I, I knew who I wanted to bring on. And when I introduced the idea to him, he was down 100%. This person was a huge motivation in kind of the creative process here. And I feel like getting him on here to talk, like kind of listening to like one of my big motivators right now, and you guys get to hear from him. So today I have my boy George. Appreciate that. Thank you for, for letting me on. Of course. I've been excited. Of course, man. And we have Gabby. Hi. So here we are, a guest episode. We're back this time in the third studio, fourth episode, and we've really, really hit the upgrade button here, I'd say. Sir, we're, I mean, we're in the we're in the conference room now. I feel it's like presidential in here. Yeah, honestly, like we came in with the tablecloths all over the tables, uh-huh. like the fancy seats. The only thing they're missing is the coffee, I'd say. But <laughs> they asked for your autograph, Chris. I mean, come on now. Yeah, they, really. They treat us like ro- uh, royalty in here. Honestly, but we are. So we're in Charlotte this weekend. We yep. we threw the plan together last minute, and Thursday um, night. Thursday night. Pretty spontaneous, like usual. Yeah. Yeah, just like the last trip. Just super last minute, but like it just worked out well. And I definitely had a good time the last time we hung out. So I'm stoked that we're here doing it again. Yep. Back in Charlotte round two. Yes, sir. Uh, I wanted to bring you on because, like I said, you're a big influence on me creating the podcast. And I'd known for a while that like you've made videos, like Mm -hmm. watching the ones in school. The college vlogs. The college vlogs. (laughs) college vlogs were great so outside of the college vlogs did you ever record anything else or like make any other videos um well so i've been making videos ever since i've been a kid like ever since i've been really young i always just kind of took to it um i was homeschooled through middle school i went to a private school in through elementary and then i went i was homeschooled in middle school and i went to public high school and during middle school I had so much free time. So that's when I really kind of picked it up and I, I got a couple cameras and, you know, I, I was using my dad's edit, uh, editing software. So I had, you know, a, a pretty good head start with that. And just, I, I'd say I probably have 300 videos made. 300 it just videos. on my computer, just on a, on a hard drive, just from me do, being a kid, just doing skits. Just kid videos? Just kid they videos. They are so funny and creative for somebody at that age. Yeah. I would watch them. I'd be like, what made you think of this? And you even know how to like videograph it, right? Like, yeah. I was just like shocked. Oh, I mean, back at home in Virginia, I have endless scripts 
from like, and I have them dated. Like really? 20, you know, 2010, 2009, you know, 2011, 2012. It's, it's funny looking back at those because, I mean, I took it seriously, you yeah. know, and, and um, my mom would usually help me record them. Really? What kind and of videos were they? A lot of them were like... Were they like skits? Like or? skits. No like way. me and my sister recorded one where we were doing... We were pretending to be like news anchors. And we did okay. like all like bullcrap news, like just bogus stuff. Music videos. Music videos. <laughs> okay. Like making fun of music videos, making fun of artists, just stupid stuff that just came to, came to mind. And... Said, I just took off with it. You said that was in middle school? Mm-hmm. All through middle school. I feel like it was kind of around the same time I started making videos. I think I started making them like fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And so like a lot of my videos were just like goofy skits like yep. that. Yeah. And I talked about them in episode one, but I called them just like just kid stuff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's, that's all the videos were, just kid stuff. Yep. I mean, for me, it's something that it's a whole different thing to tackle as far as the whole just creative process you know it's it's so individualized so everybody's different right I love seeing new creative videos and seeing new creative things all the time because it's always something new yeah and then if it's somebody copying you know it's somebody copying you know like it's 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 obvious yeah it's just like so fit to you like it's your creative ability it shows a lot about who you are too since you made all those middle school videos Mm -hmm. have you continued to make stuff like outside of the the college vlogs High school, not so much. I kind of took a break during high school, just going through the whole trying to be a cool kid, you know. Um, playing lacrosse took also a lot of time. You know, I played high school lacrosse and, you know, college lacrosse, but that took a lot of time too, practicing and, and all that stuff. So making videos kind of took a back burner, but of course I did the college vlogs and that was a lot of fun that whole semester. It's basically a semester. That, yeah. that we did it. It was the fall. The fall semester. And gosh, that was so much fun. And then kind of took a break. We all just got busy. And then when quarantine happened with the pandemic, I started doing gameplay stuff and just videos that I could kind of manage on my free time during the whole social distancing thing. And I've just been trying to push the the gameplay stuff right now because it's still the most convenient way to, to make videos for me personally. So I'm kind of trying to yeah. pick that up and, and push that through. But I am trying to get back into video editing, video recording. My initial thought was moving down to Greenville. I'm pretty close to Atlanta and pretty close to like Florida and all those kind of states with creative arts and all that stuff. So I'd like to try to reach out to upcoming artists uh, in like Atlanta and Florida and make just free music videos for them. Yeah. And just like produce them. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of how like the whole lyrical lemonade, like Cole Bennett yeah. got famous. And so maybe find something with that down the road. Yeah. That'd be a pretty cool gig. So with your, uh, your game clips, are you uploading those anywhere? Like yeah. you doing Twitch or? So, um, currently I'm uploading at YouTube right now. It's okay. called G spot gaming. G-Spot game. And um, it was the most creative name I could have come up with. No, but yeah, so I'm, I'm really trying to push that right now. So it's G-Spot Gaming. It's on YouTube. And I have like eight videos up right now. Okay. And I'm just trying to, right now I'm working on the art and getting, you know, thumbnails right, editing, you know, different different volumes and seeing what works best. And so, yeah, that's what I'm working on right now. 
That's awesome. Did you upload those videos when you were younger to YouTube? Or was no. it just recently you started like really hopping on YouTube? Honestly, getting on YouTube was when I did the college vlogs. Okay. That's basically when I got on YouTube. Uh, everything else I just kind of did and just, you know, put on a hard drive or, or whatnot. But the college vlogs when I started YouTube and then now with my gaming channel, um, that's what I'm on now. Yeah. Yep. How's that working out? Pretty good, you know? I mean, it's I, right now I'm trying to get it streamlined to where I can just kind of get as many videos out as I can. Uh-huh. Uh, tomorrow I'm actually playing in a $10,000 tournament. So that'll be a good video, right? Like I'm trying to think of new ways to, to bring viewers in. I think that'll be a really cool one, especially if I do well. Me and my brother-in-law are doing that. Okay. Uh, duos in Warzone, so. Oh, that'd be awesome. Ten grand on the line. But that'd be sweet. So I'm just trying to do stuff like that. Hey, so I then, won't complain if you win. Yeah, right. <laughs> 10,000 bucks, dude. I wouldn't complain. Right? Yeah. So it's a three, hour, three to four hour tournament and then. Trying to find videos like that where it brings new viewers in. Mm -hmm. you know, where it's not just a Call of Duty highlights, you know, because there's a million people that do that, right? I'm trying right. to think of something new and creative. So tournaments, especially if I do well, I think that might be a pretty cool venture to go down if, and get some new viewership. So Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, I feel like that, that should definitely work out. Fingers crossed, right? Fingers crossed. Uh, so you'd say, like, you're definitely, like, kind of new to starting up on YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what was, like... What kind of motivated you to, like, take all of your stuff and publish it on YouTube? Well, so... Like, as opposed from, like, when you took your videos, like, when you recorded your videos when you were younger and didn't publish, like, what what kind of changed in, in between? I don't know. I just felt like since I got older and more mature and I had more people in the videos and, and more, like, I guess, relatable stuff, so to, so to speak, I felt more confident in uploading. And before, I just kind of felt like, ah, these are kind of you know, stupid or, or, or whatever. So I just kind of shoved them aside. Just, I, I considered them test videos, right? Just right. trying new stuff on, on the editing software and getting stuff right. But I finally felt like with the vlogs, I expressed like my creative traits the best I could in those videos. So I was mm. proud to upload them. You know? Yeah, that's cool. What did those vlogs like really consist of? Like if you could, if you could like give a, a synopsis of your, of your videos, uh, <laughs> The absolute peak moments of d &E. <laughs> The absolute peak moments yeah. of d &E. the, be the best parts. You know, Matt Finn parties, you know, team stuff, anything funny and, and out of the ordinary at that campus, I think we tried to get on video the best we could because I recorded. You captured it well. Well, I recorded, appreciate that. I recorded tons of footage and it just never panned out. Mm -hmm. You know, we would try to do stupid stuff and it just would not work or it wouldn't be funny like we'd say something yeah, a lot of it was like in the moment you would just pull out the camera and record yeah. it it was like never set up like that one time you guys went into the gymnasium and there were those white tables oh yeah that's <laughs> right the in the gymnasium they were setting up a like a boot now for the fall festival they're okay, up like okay. The sales so stuff. all all the tables lined all up. those white tables were set up and we went in there to uh to lift weights and we ended up like setting up the tables like a WWE match <laughs> and doing like an entrance and like running into the tables and jumping on them and sliding on the, sliding on the tarps oh, that so they put funny. down for the tables. So it's honestly, it was just like the funniest stuff we could come up with at the time. And she just captured all the moments that you already lived through. So you, and you just happened to take out the camera. This exactly. Time. Right. Exactly. Because we've always kind of mentioned it through freshman year. We were always mm -hmm. like, man, we wish we were recording this because we just did stupid stuff. And then... I'd pull out the camera and, and sometimes it'd pan out and it'd be a perfect video. And, you know, I'd probably have an hour of footage that I'd edit down to 
six minutes, you know, because a lot of it, like I said, was just kind of, you know, never worked out. It was never funny, you know, so. Yeah. But that was fun, and it entertained other people, but it definitely kept us entertained, too. Mm -hmm. Just us thinking of the stupid stuff, editing it. We all edited it together. Everybody sat around me, and we all just, you know, edited them out, and people loved them. I mean, we got almost 500 views on one of them. Oh, my God. Half the campus. (laughs) Yeah. The, the wedding one was great. The wedding, the one, wedding was, one was awesome. Well, yeah. my favorite? Was it the third, like the one after the wedding? Um, where we went to West Virginia. I think we had five out, right? At least I think five, five or six. Five episodes. Oh no, I always like the one where Tyler fell down the hill. Oh yeah, yeah. But that was such a great time, and honestly, that was some of the funnest times I had as far as like recording and mm. and making videos. It was so much fun, and now. I'm finally starting to have fun again with the gaming channel. Like I feel, I feel good about it, you know. So, why not? So, kind of like I don't, I don't know. On your come up of like making videos, like starting from the vlog, now into the gaming channel, would you say that you ran into like many challenges, like going from that, going from vlogs to gaming, and then in more of like a general sense of like. Like challenges like learning to record and all that? Mm-hmm. I mean, so I think something that made getting into the college vlog so easy and now the gaming stuff is kind of having that stress-free aspect. So, you know, it's not like these videos I'm trying to make, I have to get 100,000 views to, you know, like buy my food this this week, right? Like right. I have a consistent job and I'm doing these on the side. And then when I was in school doing it, I was in school and I was doing it on the side. So kind of having that stress-free aspect has made it really, you know, fun to produce the videos, right? Yeah. It's, it's just me trying to come up with the most creative thing I can and, and see if it sticks, right? And I guess switching from more of the camera aspect to, to gameplay isn't too bad. The main difference is just having a microphone having a webcam opposed to just using a camera. Right. You know? So different software and stuff like that. I still play with my friends online. And so that aspect of the type of videos I want with other people, you know, throwing throwing jokes around, all that kind of has stayed the same. Because mm-hmm. it's never just me really playing, you know, Call of Duty by myself. Just be like, oh, oh, you know, just tactical talk, whatever. You yeah. know, I'm always playing my, with friends or so I've kept that same idea through those videos mm. of just having other people, all of us kind of doing funny stuff together, which has made it easier to kind of transition. So do you feel like you'll ever like get back to making vlog type videos or you think you're just, you think you're uh, just going to stick with the gaming for now? We've kind of like, you've kind of just like randomly like videoed stuff if we're doing stuff like, yeah. I feel like you still have that vlog like in you. Yeah. Yeah, no, just, like, I mean in the moment if something funny is really happening, like you capture yeah. it. Personally, and I know this probably sounds silly, but I feel like I edit vlog videos better than I do gaming just because I feel like more people can casually watch a vlog than casually watch a Call of Duty Warzone video. You right. know what I'm saying? So like I could send my vlog to my aunt and my uncle and they'd get it. But if I'm sending them a Warzone video, they're going to be really confused, right? So to me, it's easier to edit the the in-person vlog stuff Mm -hmm. because it's just I'm editing relatable stuff and I'm keeping the story 
straight, right? With the gaming stuff, I'm trying to find the most entertaining parts. Uh-huh. And we were talking about obstacles. That's probably my main obstacle, is finding the highlights in gaming videos versus the vlog videos. Because it's super easy for me mm-hmm. to come up with just the vlog stuff. Because if it's funny, it's obvious because everybody laughs. But with the gaming stuff, it's like, oh, well, maybe people will watch that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If that makes sense. So I definitely want to try to get back into vlogging and skit stuff too, you know. Skit um, stuff's great. But us being able to do, you know, hang out and get together, maybe we'll be able to do some stuff and collab with some videos and stuff like that. But I definitely enjoy that aspect of having other people, a group setting, vlog stuff like that, and just making people And laugh. I also feel like the vlog's kind of been put on hold, like a pause because of the pandemic yeah oh yeah we haven't really been able to capture a lot of stuff because no what's there to do not exactly. too much to record exactly sitting around the house right so now you could do a cool like vlog if you wanted like of coming out of the pandemic yeah that yeah on the come on, on the, the come, come up. up yeah or something like that coming out of the pandemic yeah <laughs> i know as soon as i said it i was like uh oh, the choice of words the choice of words I think you should get back into it. I, want to. I enjoyed it. Were a lot of your videos, and you mentioned it really wasn't that case for the vlogs, but did you think about them like before you created them, or was it all like you take out the camera and like, all right, we're gonna do this? So a lot of times is when me and Tyler and Nolan, Tyler and Nolan were kind of the two characters throughout the vlog that stayed consistent. Like they always helped me edit them. They always gave me ideas. They'd always come to me with stuff. So they were kind of the main contributing factors. David came and helped out every once in a while. But essentially, like, we would talk about it during lunch. We'd say, hey, wouldn't it be funny if we recorded our post-practice laundry trip? Whatever it was, right? Like, we kind of have the wheels turning before of the dumbest stuff. And then we'd all kind of think about it through the rest of the day. And at practice, we'd be doing line drills or, or whatever, and we'd be talking about it. And then usually we'd shower up or, you know, go out to eat afterwards. And that's when we'd do our, our videos, kind of when we thought about it throughout the day. But it was, you know, half of it was kind of planned out. And then the half of it was just kind of like, oh, this would be funny to record. Right. You know, in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've been trying to get more in the habit of just like taking my phone out and like just recording something Yeah. because I found, so I created TikToks. I created a few. These, these were like when I first created the account. Okay. And <laughs> yeah, there, there's some pretty good ones. Okay. Like I do give them credit. Like okay. they did well, they did well, but I had the problem where it was super hard to brainstorm like the TikToks before I recorded them. Mm-hmm. And I just found that to be a big challenge, but it was much easier like when I would take out my phone and just get on the app and then just like record it from right there. Yeah. I don't know. I felt like trying to like pre-plan it and like brainstorm it was just super challenging. But like when I just took it out, it was just like right there. I agree. And that's some of the best times when you get people's reactions, right? You know, stuff like that. So uh, I agree. Like some of the best clips are the instant ones like, oh. You know, pull yeah. your camera like, oh, you're look not at this. Even about right, it. yeah, like, oh, look at this, and, and something's funny or, or entertaining or whatever. Yeah. I agree. But yeah, I brought up my TikToks in episode two. So the TikTok account is in the description of that episode of episode two. Perfect. So if you're really intrigued by it, there's some pretty good ones. I made I made a really good one that got the audio cut on it. Oh, but that's the worst. The audio was the main component See, of the I video. Love TikTok, but I find it challenging to like, try and make a TikTok video. Like, it's tough. I don't know how, like, 
it, there's so many components to it. That's why, like, all the influencers, they do all, like, the cuts and, like, the transitions are insane. Like, I don't think I'd ever be able to do something like that. I could never get anything like that. But, like, I feel like with the TikToks I made were more, like, they weren't, like, transition stuff. They are more kind of just, like, short skits. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I love those types. I made a few with my roommate, too. Uh, we did, like, a lookalike challenge one where he dressed up, like, The Rock in the, what was it, like, 90s or whatever, where he's posing with the belt and the jeans. Yeah, yeah. And my roommate dressed up as that. We did, like, a. The one to walk by where it was, like. The fall in love one, where the two guys like run into each other, then they're like all in love, or I don't you accidentally know. get touched by him, and then it's that's like... right. Yeah. Oh no! I think I must be dreaming. That song. Yeah, clip. yeah, yeah. We did that a couple of times. Just stupid stuff like that. But TikTok's crazy because it's one of the. I think it's the only app I've ever seen that if you pump out enough videos, you just get views randomly. It just works. Like if you get, if I published a video on YouTube and I got 5,000 views, I'd probably poo my pants. Like legit, I probably would. I would probably be like, oh my gosh, it's the most I've ever gotten. But one of my TikToks made with my roommate, I got like 22,000 views. Wow. But it was just like, oh, like, and, and you know, I got like 1,000 likes, but it but wasn't. From there on out. It's a lot of people. You're gonna be on the radar. Right, and yeah. so. TikTok is, is such an interesting and inspiring app to me as far as content creation because it really seems like it's one of the best apps to get your content out there and people will eventually discover it. I really do. I've been saying that about TikTok for a that, while. Yeah. Were you guys big into Vine? I was. I love Vine. Yeah. <laughs> God, Vine was great. Vine was great. It was such a sad day when it shut down. I know. See, but I wasn't into Musical.ly. Was I wasn't into I wasn't TikTok, into basically. I took the jump from Vine yep. straight to, to TikTok. Yeah, that's how I was. But see, did you notice Instagram now? They have the reels, yeah. but it's the scroll through uh, system just like TikTok. So you swipe over on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And instead of it being like the weird, instead of it being the weird discovery okay. reels, it's just a slide like TikTok where it's super easy. You just swipe through and they're short 30 it's second videos. Literally the same. Like good for them. I said that last time. They got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it. Competition. TikTok, it keeps everyone's attention on there, just continuously scrolling. Yep. Yeah. And Instagram's got it. Oh, yeah. have, have you seen that theory about uh, that Bella, what's her name? The Bella, she bobs her head to the songs. Bella Porch. I've never heard of her. She was in oh, the military. She's about. super popular. She like bobs her M to the B, M to the B, that girl. She, okay. And it's like a zoom up of her face. She does reactions and she just randomly got millions and millions of followers and everybody's like oh she's in the illuminati so now that's the big conspiracy about tiktok is all these big stars are in like the illuminati wow i don't know i i've seen that i guess it it's weird the whole hype house is in the (laughs) The whole hype house the sway house oh my gosh we need a house we we talked about the houses the other day yeah we just need a huge down payment and someone else to pay it for us along with everything else There is. We should start a GoFundMe. GoFundMe for a new content house. What would it be called, though? See, that that's the trick. That would be tough. It's but just they literally, house. They literally, <laughs> they literally have names for, like, all of it. So, And did you see the ones? Have you seen the ones where it's, they're all, all their faces are covered? Yeah, that's And they do, like, the dramatic reveal. Like, in the castle, the uh, huge yes. house. Yes. <laughs> Oh my God! The content houses have yeah. gone crazy. It's just Chris's house. Just Chris's, just Chris's house. house. That's perfect. 
just need someone to sponsor that. We just need an agent. The agent will pay for it. Who'd, who'd be your dream sponsor, though? My dream sponsor? That's a super tough question. Right? Like that is a, That's a good question. Who would be my sponsor? She's, okay, right? Like, that's a deep question to ask. Damn. Who would be yours? Well, you got to think of, like, you got to think of the most lucrative, right? What are we talking about? The sponsor. Like a sponsor. (laughs) Your dream sponsor. (laughs) To, like, get us a house. Okay, so, like, they pay for it. Yeah, I think Cheez-Its would be mine. Okay, so we're talking, like, company? Uh Uh-huh. Company I would pick? Oh man, Red Bull. <laughs> Red, I, Red Bull did cross my mind. I'll cut this, but definitely the Trojan. The Tro- if Trojan can pay for mine, the Trojan house. Red tube. <laughs> the What's Red the one tube. that everybody calls Bang? Bang Bros. Oh, the Bang House. The Bang Bros. The Bang Bros and the Bang House. The Bang Bros and the Bang House. Big energy drinks. Everybody's sponsored. The Bang House. The Bang House, bro. Yeah, you don't want to know what goes on in the bang house. <laughs> we do the dramatic reveal. We're all just wearing like pantyhose on our face. Like it's just weird stuff. Just pantyhose. There's like so many different types of people or like groups that have houses now. Like there's the rich UK kids in the castle with the, the velvet face yep. mask like revealing it. And then. Uh, then we got just the hype house. The hype house, the, the OGs. Sway house. The sway house. But see to me and Wait, I know. Who's, who's in the sway house? Oh gosh! Is, is, okay, Bri- well, is Bryce Hall in that? And yes. Okay, Bryce so it's those boys. It's those sway boys. boys. The sway boys are the bad boys, dog. The sway boys. That's are what I'm starting boys. to pick the up. The hype house is like that. Uh, I know who's Chase in the hype Hudson, house. Hudson. Yeah. Uh, Wait, who? they were having like house beef, right? Oh, house. How? Yeah, yeah. They, got, like, they jumped the. They jumped the window. Yeah, yeah. they got. They got. What a, what a tough thing. Bryce Hall's a bad boy. <laughs> That's. I listened to an interview with him and. It was Jordan Belfort mm-hmm. with Bryce Hall and Jordan Belfort That's on sick. a podcast. That's sweet. And that was interesting. Yeah. It was just like Jordan trying to understand like how all this just like happens like online. Yeah. Like how the TikToks just blow up kind of like how you were saying. Yeah. Well, now one of them, Josh Richards, he is on Barstool. I did right. see that. He is on yeah. Barstool. So, I mean, if making TikToks can take you somewhere. They really yeah. Shoot, I'm here making podcasts. So, Barstool, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. Cheez-Its, if you're listening. Cheez-Its, <laughs> Barstool. Um, yeah. But TikTok's, t- TikTok's an incredible Okay, app. I would say I would say the Barstool. I'd have that company sponsor Barstool my house. Would, yeah, that'd be a cool ass. The Barstool house. Sponsorship. I feel like they'd come up with a dope name for the it. The Stool too. House is just a giant turd. It's <laughs> <laughs> a big commode. Commode? <laughs> That's hilarious. That's funny. Vine was such a classic. Uh, I did love Vine. Still, so many people like refer to vines today. Like oh, one hundred percent. Well, that's how a lot of the older YouTubers now got popular. Cody Co, Noel, well, Noel, yeah, Noel, and then a lot of those guys, um, smart or not, who else got popular with them? A lot of older YouTubers, like all the reaction channels and all that uh-huh. for videos, they all blew up on Vine. From what I understand, like Jason Nash was on. Yeah, all on of those Vine. guys. Yes, a lot of the Vine stars came to YouTube and made kind of a killing because it's still kind of earlier in YouTube, I feel like. I remember yeah. because there's, for some reason, Lele Pons or... Lele Pons, yeah. Yeah, she got... No, she was huge on Vine. She was huge She on was big on Vine, I remember that. she went to YouTube and blew up. But see, there's the type of content that confuses me because you know she's not stupid. No. Her videos are dumb, right? Like, everybody makes reaction videos making fun of them, 
But think about all the publicity she's getting from those reaction with the, videos. With the sponsors in them, too. Like, nonchalant sponsors in their videos. Think about it. If Cody Ko makes fun of someone for their video, like Maddie Smokes. Maddie, Maddie Smokes has a popular TikTok now. Maddie Smokes is a great example of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, these... I feel like a lot of these content that people put down, it's on purpose. You know what I mean? They're making these dumb videos with these dumb scripts, quote unquote, on purpose. It's to be made fun of and to get that natural publicity. See, I always thought it was for like maybe just like the younger crowd. Like I think that's her demographic too. Like they have young I'd say like yeah. Jake Paul too. Jake Paul is Jake like Paul, a younger yeah. crowd. Yeah. I don't know. I just I agree with that. I think she definitely does attract like a younger generation. But I, I also I'm a firm believer of that. Like styling your videos just to get that quick quick view. I mean if it gets yeah. the bag. Yeah, you you can't you can't diss the hustle though. You can't just yeah. hey, that's all half of The I, hustle works. Jake Paul blew up after Cody Coke kept making fun of him too. And that I'm just using that as examples. But like you know what I'm saying? Like Jake Paul had his channel, it was blowing up, and then all those people making fun of it on from Cody Co. and then his videos are recommended in the future because you clicked on it to make fun of him. You know what I'm saying? It's like, just, it just like kind it's of worked over right? time. Exactly. It is. it is a hustle. It is a hustle. So if the hustle's working, like you can't disrespect the hustle. Nope. Well, if there's people like four or five years younger than us in those mansions, yeah. in those houses, <sighs> making Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. I couldn't imagine being like a junior, senior in high school making bread like that off making dancing videos. Hey, I will say though. If it, I mean, <laughs> I can't disrespect the hustle yeah. still again. I will say, think about how many more dancers have a platform now though. Who watched dancing before? Who went on YouTube to watch like the dancing you see on TikTok? But you watch it on TikTok, I don't know why, but you just do. You yeah. just watch it, right? You watch the dance. So personally, I feel like that is something that really helped them out if we want to think about it. Like nobody watched dancing before mm. of 10-second of song clips, but I don't know. I feel like it gave them a big platform too. Yeah, and they you have know? the dancing videos on there. I tried to learn how to do the Fortnite dance off TikTok. Yeah, yes, sir. Couldn't get it down, but... <laughs> That's besides the point. George has that one down. Oh, I got all the Fortnite dances down now. Yeah. All the Fortnite dances down. You mentioned Cody Ko a few times. Would you say he's like one of your top? Yeah, I... I guess like one of your top like go-to people on YouTube? I think he's really creative. And I think his skits, like the... Um, what is it? Uh, the something boys of... Real Bros. Real Bros of Simi Valley. Yeah. That skit that he does, it's on Facebook, I think, now. And it was on YouTube. Hit that that whole skit and then all of his videos that he makes fun of other videos. Those are reaction funny too. videos. But I really thought his like fake music videos and his skits were really, really funny. I'd say my two biggest are probably as far as skits and, and that type of video goes, is probably Cody Ko and Ryan Higa. I haven't watched any of his skit videos. I, I watched them since I've been young, and they're really funny. They're you know he makes fun of the typical commercials. He makes fun of the typical college commercials. You know all the all the stereotypical stuff uh, he makes fun of, and he makes mock music videos too. And so I really enjoy the skits from both of them, and I also enjoyed the vlog format that Cody Co had in his videos of just kind of capturing the funny stuff with your friends. Yeah. Um, and that's why I always would watch his stuff. And so, absolutely, definitely some of my biggest kind of motivators as far as videos go. I feel like I will say, during this pandemic and being quarantined, definitely helped me get back into like the video stuff. Yeah. I, I think 
Why do you think that is? I think just more time. I mean, boredom at first, right? I think some of the funniest videos I've made is when I was just bored to death. Just thinking of the dumbest stuff, right? Some of the Snapchat videos you'd send were funny. <laughs> no, Especially dude, the ones back home. Honestly, we vlog during quarantine, like, yep. all the time. Like, really? We said, yeah. Quarantine, we just, like, it was, like, our own time to, like, do stupid shit. Yeah. Because you could. Yeah. And so, like, we literally were just, like, living our life those three months and, like, kind of vlogged it and stuff. Yeah. And it's fun to look back at. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? I mean... I feel like since quarantine, it definitely put me back on the track of making videos. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't really think it was quarantine that kind of like brought everything back. Like, I feel like I'd always had something like present. Okay. But sure. I just never really chose to express it. Okay. But like with YouTube videos, like I've always watched YouTube videos growing up. And like, so I watched those like all through high school and through college. So I yeah. stayed on YouTube. I just never... I never really like, thought again much about yeah. like creating more videos. Right. Like I thought maybe just like as a kid when I made them, like it was just like a kid thing to do, like make videos. Right. And now that like I'm recording the podcast, like trying to start recording videos, it's it's definitely it's something that I be it's something that I've enjoyed doing, mm-hmm. and I just didn't expect to enjoy it like how I have. Right. And I I agree. I I think finding that niche, finding that finding that creative passion is definitely the best you know yeah and when you find it you you get rolling on it you get cooking on it yeah and i just i don't know i feel like when we were kids it wasn't our generation to be on youtube as far as content creation because a bunch of 20 year olds aren't gonna watch a 12 year old skip videos right that'd be right. kind of weird i feel like you know but now i feel like we're in that generation to be content creators and that's why I think another reason I started posting vlogs and doing all that because I kind of felt like I was at the age to start doing that stuff. And that the older generation that we used to watch, obviously, <laughs> is – you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think we are, like, we're at that stage now. We're, like yeah. like you said, like, we are in the generation, like, of content creators. But, like, yeah. even looking at it now, I'll sing this when we were talking about Vine earlier. Like, there's a certain year, mm-hmm. like, after kids were born, that they just don't know Vine. They just don't know. They just don't know it like that. No, and I mean, my little sister, she knows it, and she was born in '01. Okay. So like, I feel like a few years after that, it's starting to fade out. See, I'm a couple years older than you guys, so like, YouTube isn't as big for me as it is for you guys. Okay. So like, I'm three years older than him. Okay. So like, it wasn't. Oh, YouTube. so when I was like in fifth grade, you were in eighth. Yes. So like okay, YouTube, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, YouTube wasn't that big, and then it started blowing up, and like. For him, YouTube is more like, like he'll sit down and watch YouTube, and I'll just like. I can watch, still, I can watch it for hours. Or Netflix. Netflix. I'm not as big into Netflix. I I would if you had to make me pick Netflix or YouTube, I'd pick YouTube. Oh, 100. percent I make that choice like every night. When every I, night. When I get in bed, I'll turn on my Xbox, and yep. I just think YouTube's such a. I don't know. I think it's a better thing to go to. Yep. And then you don't have to spend so much time looking for a movie to watch or a nope. show. Like it's something new all the time. <laughs> we struggle. Yeah. Oh, I struggle with that on on Netflix yep. and all that too. Have you guys watched anything good on Netflix or Hulu in the past? Shit's Creek is Schitt's what we're Creek. watching on Netflix yeah, now. Um, I'm trying to get into that. Very funny. Uh, what's the one we love? Not the Office, but Arrested Parks, Development, Parks, Parks and Rec. Rec. Parks and Rec. Parks You've Parks seen Arrested Rec. Development too. I think yes. Arrested Development is the most creatively funny show I've ever watched. Short short second is The Office. 
Do you watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Philadelphia. I, Have you ever seen Arrested Development? Yeah. Okay. I see, think, I thought I finished season it one through my three. Year. I think season one through three was the best. The newer seasons that they did, like they redid it, kind them. of faded off near yeah. the end, yeah. and I lost interest. But that's yeah, that's one. I think that show is one of the, one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Truthfully, I yeah. stand by that. Office is a close second. Parks and Rec. I think right Parks up there. Rec is my favorite. Have you seen Parks and Oh, Rec? yeah. I think all those NBC shows that follow yes. a very similar thing, especially um, there's the one with the Superstore. Superstore. Yeah. Is that yes. what it's called? Yeah. Superstore. There we go. That. And it's pretty it, it follows like that same, that same format. And that's how Shit's Creek on Netflix is now. Really? Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. I'll just check that out. Yeah. When I went on my trip, I downloaded stuff to mm-hmm. watch like from Netflix. Yep. And then I ended up not watching any of it. So when I got on the plane, there were the TVs on the thing. Uh, so, right, right, right. So I watched Zombieland. I watched the second one. And then have y'all ever seen Crazy Rich Asians? Mm. Yes. Look, so I started it last summer. I started it last summer and I fell asleep halfway through. And then I saw it on the DVD thing on the plane. And I was like, oh, I'm watching it. Yeah. I get all the way, th- like, I'd say seven-eighths of the way through it. And then the flight ended. So do you not know how it ends? It it was at the point where it was like building building up, and she had left to go home, and that's when it cut off. But don't spoil it. Okay, for no, me. I won't. But oh my gosh, that's like a real. That's what I'm saying. In the plane, in the flight ended right there. Yes, so that's a real climax right there. Like that's what I'm saying. Gonna, that's a cliffhanger. It is. Yeah, it definitely is. Wow, I can't believe you haven't seen the end of that. Mm, no, I need to, but like I'm not. It was on the thing, and it was a long flight, too. It's a long movie, too, though. It is. So. It is. But, yeah, I I think it was, like, four hours. It was a four-hour flight. Mm-hmm. So I had stuff. I had time to do stuff on my computer that I needed to get done. Mm-hmm. And then I watched Zombieland, and then I started that, and I got to, like, the last, like, half hour or whatever. We tried to get into Peaky Blinders. Have Peaky Blinders. Um, I've seen the name. I've never watched it. It's pretty good. But... Shit's Creek is kind of what we're on right now, and it's it's really, pretty good. It's funny. Yeah. What would you say your classic go-to show on Netflix is? Like, you if you don't have anything to watch, like it's just the go-to immediately. You guys have one? Well, I think not together, but probably separate. We have. Yeah, one. like for okay. me, it'd probably be. The Office, just because it's so easy just to pick so a random easy. episode out. You know what I mean? Like, Arrested Development's kind of congruently lined up. So, one episode leads to the next, leads to the next. So, it'd be hard to just kind of pick an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, also sounds super nerdy, but Avatar Last Airbender. I love that cartoon show. I just never got into Dude, it. Dude, that show's amazing. The games on Nickelodeon.com, though, of Avatar. Oh. I was into that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was big into the... Um, Honey Nut Cheerios game too. On Postopia? Yep. Has you ever played that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My go-to is like Law & Order SBU. <laughs> nah. Gossip Girl. Yeah. Gossip Girl. Gossip Definitely Girl. separate. <laughs> Gossip Girl's great. I'm a big fan of King of the Hill. Never seen it. You've never seen King of the Hill? Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. It's great. It's I've just seen... like a dry Texas humor. Yeah, see, and I like that. I've seen The Cleveland Show. Okay. I've seen Family Guy. I've seen American Dad. Never really gotten to South Park. But I still think Spongebob's funny. I still watch I haven't seen Spongebob in a long time. Oh my gosh, you have to watch Spongebob. I played all the video games growing up. 
Oh, on like the PS2? On PS3? the PS2. Yes. It's crazy watching it now, like once you're older, watching SpongeBob, because there's so many like hidden stuff. In yeah, I just had never gone back and re-listened to it. Yeah. Squidward's packing up there on his face. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I believe it. I um, believe it. It's crazy though, isn't it? Do you think kids shows that you watch form the comedy and humor you have when you get older? See, like personally, I completely think that's between, a good question. I think between that and the jokes, your like families, like your family. I think your family plays a big role in it right? too. Yeah, and I think I think they're really big influences. Yeah, like my family's super sarcastic, and I, I'm definitely sarcastic at times. So I think your family is a big one, and then I would definitely say like the type of stuff you watch that you're just like exposing yourself to. Mm-hmm. And I think, see, my family's not so much sarcastic, but we always want to have like the one-liner right you know or the oh yeah that's what she said you know whatever it may be so that's kind of the humor and just dark i have dark humor and i can't help it but i say some stuff that everybody's like whoa and and i'm laughing my you know i'm laughing um were there any shows that you guys weren't allowed to watch growing up Fairly Odd Parents MTV, and South Park. MTV was usually MTV. Like MTV. I would always try to sneak to watch like the Real World or stuff like uh-huh. Degrassi and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but MTV. They the the thing I loved about MTV is the music videos. Do you remember yeah. when those would play on the channel? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, like Kanye and yeah. and, and Jay Z and all them were on there. And um, see, I was never allowed to watch MTV when my parents were around, but my sisters oh, and sense. cousins always play, put it on for me. I wasn't allowed to watch Fairly Odd Parents. Really? Dude, I wasn't either. Yeah. That's but you were you allowed to watch SpongeBob? SpongeBob, yes. <gasps> okay, so that was the only show. My cousins weren't allowed to watch Ed, Ed and Eddie. Really? See, I didn't yeah. know that. I, so why why did your parents not let you? Um it was how who was it? It was how Timmy treated his parents. Yes, dude. dude right. Was that the they same said, reason? They said that it because it instilled um, like disrespect. Yeah, and being like smart aleck, and like talking to the teacher like that yes. too. And, and what was the one that you would get too like um, too like argumentative and temperamental? Whenever I'd sneaky watch it. too. Sneaky, yeah, sneaky. sneaky. This man had two fairly odd parents. <laughs> yeah, my parents did not like that show. But SpongeBob, they. It wore off mine after a while. I love Jimmy Neutron. Do you guys oh, Jimmy Neutron? if you weren't allowed to watch Jimmy ne- Neutron, yeah, yeah. you weren't allowed to watch Jimmy that. Neutron. That show was great. Yeah, it's on Hulu, I think. Jimmy Neutron? I think so. I'd love to catch up. I like up. that Netflix is bringing back some of like the old stuff. Mm-hmm. I was a big MTV fan too, growing up. Like the MTV videos, like oh, its yeah. own specific channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd fall asleep on those. Like I'd fall asleep on the couch downstairs because we had that on cable. Yeah. On we had I think like Time Warner or something like that. Yeah. So we had MTV music videos. Did you ever get into like the challenge and stuff like that? Um. No, I never really could. I mean, I feel like the videos or like the shows that I watched on MTV were like Jackass, oh, CKY, oh yeah. stuff like that. I liked M. M- oh. I liked MTV too a lot too mm-hmm. because they showed like the shows that they wouldn't traditionally show on MTV. Yeah. So like, um, and they played a lot of reruns of Jackass, like I said, yep. and then Chris Pontius and Steve O's show. What Big was, in what was it? Big in oh Robin Big too. Robin Big. Oh, Robin yeah. Big was on those there. Those were both the ones you just said, and then those were both classics. Pin my ride. Pin my ride. Pin my ride was awesome. I love Pin my ride. Even the sixteen, uh, my sweet sixteen. 
I never watched that. I never watched that. Oh my gosh, those were crazy what some of those girls would get. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. I watched I watched Robin Big. I didn't understand everything on Robin Big. When I, I watched, watched the Fantasy Factory before I started watching Robin Big yeah. because like I Not really me. liked Rob Deerdeck and I was like, oh, he's got another show. Like, yeah. I'm going to hop on that. MTV Cribs. MTV Cribs. Classic. Yeah. Classic. Classic. How many videos did you take with your friends where you'd be like, welcome to my crib? It's like, still a saying. It's still a saying. Welcome like, to my t- MTV Cribs. Like, classic. Yeah. Check out the fridge. Check out the fridge. Like, you just <laughs> say sarcastic. I mean, I mean, RIP, but Kobe, right? You yeah. Say it. it's, it's a, a classic thing, yeah. Right. Gosh, I always loved, looked forward to MTV, MTV Cribs and seeing, like, which celebrity was going to be on the house. Yeah. Some of them I just never heard of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They some had to just. Some of them were big. And then some of them, <laughs> I'm such a pessimist. <laughs> some of them, I always said that they probably paid to be on the show to get clout. Like, oh, could you imagine the hype house doing this? Well, okay, <laughs> okay, that, that's a sway house thing. That's a sway, yeah. that's okay. a sway house thing. You mentioned you watched Real Bros of Simi Valley earlier. Mm-hmm. The creator of that Jimmy Tatro, mm-hmm. Jimmy Tatro, yes, he has a video up when he used to make YouTube videos, like consistent ones, where it's like, Welcome, like it's MTV Cribs, but it's like the day after a breakup. <laughs> so like he answers the door in like a robe with like five o'clock shadow. He's like, "Oh, you guys are coming today. Is there a way we can like reschedule?" That's so like the whole skit's so just like him like putting down photos of him and his ex that are hanging up in the house, stuff like that, and like being real real negative about it. That's so funny. That's great. I haven't seen it. He's like, "Yeah, this is my girlfriend. This is my ex girlfriend," and then puts the photo down. That's hilarious. But yeah, he's great. Uh, he's, he's hilarious. He puts up a lot of good stuff. I recently started getting more into watching his videos because mm-hmm. I'll just put them on. Uh, like you know how when you click one video, it creates the playlist of yep. like randomized videos similar. Yep. yep. I do that with like different different people, and I'll watch all their videos. Yep. I do that too. If I if I like watching a vlog or like a series of some sort, I just put the playlist on because he usually does a pretty good job. It's usually yeah. shuffled right through. Yeah, I like a lot of the. So you know, like Trevor Wallace, mm-hmm. uh, all the people he creates videos with. Yep. There's one guy he makes a lot of really funny skits, and all his videos are like two and a half minutes long. Yep. Super funny, and they like draw you in. I'll yep. show you some later. He's yeah, funny for sure. The more and more we talk about it, I do. I think skits show humor the best out of people. Yeah. Because it's like I said, that's we were talking about. I think off the microphone, kind of running into creative problems, and I think skits represent working through all your problems and coming up with a finished piece because it's such a challenge and such a, you know, messes with your brain so much because it's just simply your creativity and imagination that you're testing. I wish I could just like write skits like that. I know. But I think it comes over time. I really do. I really think, and that's, you know, like find that balance, you know what I mean? Streamlining videos and all that. I, some people I swear though just have that mind. And have that creative I think touch. they do too. I yeah. agree with that. I think Saturday Night Live creators are oh. at the top of that list. Well, and how about Ryan from The Office? He's one of the main writers too. Yeah. So that, that again shows... They just have it. They never get enough credit either. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just funny because these people wrote these jokes. Yeah. You know, like they're the ones writing the punchlines and they never get the credit. Isn't it weird? Yeah. Like we think, we think you know, Steve Carell is funny. Don't get me wrong. But, but there's someone that wrote all of his lines. Right. like That says what he says. Sure. They're staying quiet because they're the ones getting the big bucks. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they are. Yeah. When I went to New York City a few it. years ago, no, this was before college, oh, okay. uh, I went and we went to The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. 
That's but like weird. so they do two airings or like two uh like two two separate times. Mm-hmm. And the first time you go in and you just listen to all the test jokes that he says. So like oh, he okay. comes out, tries out all the jokes, and then from there he picks out the ones he's like or like the ones that did the best. Isn't that weird? Yeah, yeah so cool? we went to the one like the the pre-show uh-huh. and got to hear all the jokes and that that's was super cool. cool. That's cool. And again, like that's like process of elimination, streamlining that thing and and He's looking to see what sticks, right? Yeah. I was gonna say, didn't you see somebody else famous in New York? Yes, I we went spring break in my junior year. We went up to Connecticut, and then we went to New York City twice. Uh, we just went during, we just went at nighttime, but we saw we saw Thomas Rhett. That's who it was. Oh, that's sweet. Saw Thomas Rhett in the streets, and I didn't recognize him, and then a couple of the other guys didn't either. And then Sosa was like, "Oh, that's Thomas Rhett, like, no <laughs> doubt." And like I couldn't, I couldn't pick this guy out if he was like yeah. standing in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, guy was a little short, but mm-hmm. that's sweet though. But yeah, it was super cool to see him. Man, I love New York City. I need um, to go back soon. New York City. He's never been. I was like, it's gonna Dang, change. Never been. It's unreal. Like, it's amazing, and there's so many different places to go. Yeah. My first time I went, I was super like freaked out and I was nervous, like to get on the subways and all that. Mm-hmm. And then after a day of like realizing like everything's dirty and like it's just that's New York, like yep. you kind of kind of get over it and you're like, dang, like I really like this. Yeah. The first subway. The ride first subway ride. Scary. Yes. And like literally, you just keep moving no matter what. Like you can see the craziest something happen across the street or on the street that you're walking, and you just keep going. Like There's so much people watching. So much people. I watching. think that's probably like one of my favorite parts about it. Heck yeah. yeah, man. Heck yeah, I love. And I've been to DC a few times, and DC's their metro great. is kind of like the subway, like yeah, smaller. Scale. I've been on it before, but um, I really enjoyed being on the metro. I think that that that's fun being downtown. But I want to go to New York so bad. It's so much fun. I can't wait. I, I want to. So much to do. Where would you guys go to if you could pick one place to travel to? Anywhere. Uh, let, let's do within the U.S. Within, okay. But n- not including New York City. Okay, let's say, I'd probably say, man, that's a tough question. It is a tough really question. Um, I find I it, like, like, more challenging when it's, like, more more broad, like, oh, just in the world. I think, like, Yellowstone National Park mm-hmm. and, like, going up to, like, Denver. Yeah. Like, Colorado, that whole area. And I think that would be amazing or like the desert i don't know i want to see something really cool cool. you know what i mean like lake tahoe lake tahoe lake tahoe would be cool too that'd be awesome to go to or like malibu yeah like i just think that'd be sweet too yeah i've never been to la that's one place that like i've wanted to go to i just haven't been to yet my cousins live out there but i hear i get mixed reviews from it i do too i get it's overhyped yeah my cousin that's what i hear uh is out there and she's a writer for little dicky's show no way. Uh, like a co-writer, and then she helps out. She does stuff with Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. Um, who else did she? She's good friends with Snoop Dogg. Like, they hang out a lot. She has tons That's of pictures crazy. on her Instagram of him and her. And then Lil Dicky. Um, and so they lived out in L.A. for probably five or six years. Wow. And it's just those two. And then her sister, my other cousin, she does handbags and stuff like that. Okay. And she lives out there. But they love it. But they say it's. I mean, it's a whole different. It's a whole different lifestyle, man. I yeah. Mean, it's six oh, bucks yeah. a gallon for gas. It's it's pricey. You got you know. It's it's a whole different lifestyle. I'd pick San Francisco over LA, but like I wouldn't go to LA if it was like 
name one one place you can go to, like wherever. Yeah, LA think, wouldn't be the yeah, first choice. Nah. City wise, probably Chicago. Chicago's awesome. Yeah. I think I think you know the great. I I really want to go to Chicago. Chicago's awesome. I think Malibu is a good choice. Like, that is a good choice. None of us said anything like really beachy. No, that's a good point. Isn't that cool? You know, yeah. like which usually is somebody's like first date. I was gonna say maybe like the Keys. The Keys would be crazy. I don't know. I think I want to go West Coast. I've never been West Coast. Yeah, I've, have you I. Know, I lived in Florida for a decent part. Really? So. We're out in Florida. Uh, I was born in Florida, actually. Okay. Um, Port St. Lucie, right near Fort Lauderdale. Uh, my grandma just moved from there. No kidding. Yeah. That's great. And then what's the next like city bigger? Not. Port St. Lucie and um, I don't know my, my Florida geography. Where'd she move to? Back to where I live. Oh, she lives really? in my neighborhood now. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, so she used to live in my neighborhood growing up, uh-huh. and then her and my grandpa moved down there to Florida. Yep. Yeah, I was born born in Port St. Lucie. I was born in the Jacksonville Memorial Hospital. Isn't that crazy? Shout out. Shout out Jville, baby. Jville. <laughs> Horns down. <laughs> but I lived there for seven years. Okay. And then we moved up to Virginia. And we moved up because my uncle got land in Virginia. And my parents were like, oh, that's so cool. And so then we got land. Yeah. And yeah. I was, was just about to mention the land. Yeah. So you've always pretty much, well, I mean, before living, before moving moving from Florida, you've had land. Uh, yeah. So we lived in a neighborhood in Florida and then we moved up to a place called Gore, Virginia. Okay. And it's right on the line between West Virginia and Virginia, mm-hmm. but not the line of like Martinsburg and Maryland and Virginia. I'm talking the line of like the deep state of uh, West Virginia. Like okay. The, the boons. And that was the way I took to school to get to. Oh, you uh, went up through. Um, did you come out Pocahontas County? Uh-huh. Yep. I think we lived in Gore for two and a half years because we wanted to build a house near my uncle. So we lived in Gore and then we finally got our house started to be built and we're basically across a field from him. Okay. And so we bought two and a half acres from him, but I played on all the property growing up. Like we're family friends with all of our neighbors and together there's a thousand acres. If you want to call them neighbors because they're so far apart. Oh, I believe that. Like, yeah, it's so that was super fun growing up. Um, did you guys just raise, raise livestock or did you do any other type? Well, of- so when we, when we finally started getting our house built, we had to live with my uncle for a year and a half when our house was being built. And that in between time it was terribly timed. And so I was living with my cousins for like a year and a half and they're all around my age too. So that was really fun. But I got into kind of the whole livestock thing when we started living with them because they all showed in the county fair they showed in the state fair, um, and my uncle had cows, horses. We had sheep. I was helping out when I was like eight years old, With helping the out the lamps, putting them under uh, heat lamps during the winter. That's and, awesome. Because they'd usually lamb in like late February, early March, so it was still freezing out. And so I was always around that. And then when I turned, when I turned eleven, I started showing in the county fair. Okay. But I was I've been around it almost all my life, pretty yeah. much. So I just showed I showed turkeys. I had turkeys one day. Oh really? Yeah. And then a goat and then sheep. Yep. But the turkeys, that was interesting. You get the turkeys as like the mm-hmm. little little chicks, like they fit in your hand. I paid ten bucks to register. Yep. Turkeys are a trip. They'll look up yep. in the sky when it's raining. Really? And they'll drown that way. 
No kidding. Yeah, they're not the smartest. No, <laughs> no, they're not. They're yeah, not the smartest. I. So you kept them after. You so, so you take one to the fair. You take your biggest one to the fair, which mm-hmm. mine was like 27 pounds. Oh, wow. A 27-pound turkey. Oh, wow. So I took that one to the fair, and then you keep the other two, but I didn't have a need for two turkeys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really couldn't continue to keep them where they were. Right. So I sold one of the turkeys, yeah. and then the second one was Thanksgiving dinner. Fair enough. I mean, I had to, that was the hardest part. It is what it is. But when I went into it, I knew not to name the turkeys because I get attached to them. I just knew them by like their number tags. Oh no. See, every year I'd, I'd go through heart, like heartache. Oh, I believe it. Because we'd get, and, and that's ultimately also why I stopped showing. Those pigs are some of the smartest creatures like I've ever seen. Like we get them in, in late March, January's for steers. They were usually around two months old, three months max. So little, little. So they were tiny. Some of the best memories, but also the hardest when when I had to sell them. I believe it. Um, Especially because, not to toot our own horn, but my uncle and I would usually win the market every single year. We'd win grand champion market pig. That's awesome. My pig would be the first one in the whole sale. So I was the first one out. So everybody was, I mean, I made good money on it, but... It's tough. I would never do it again just for that reason. I, I like pigs, but not to sell them again like that. Yeah, but. I was fortunate enough that one of my teachers bought my goat, nice. so I didn't have to see that happen. What would you say, like, your craziest thing that happened while showing? Because I, I personally, okay. I can think of a couple. Sure. So you go ahead. Um, so the craziest thing for me was probably, like, realizing how much, like, competition there is in it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because, like, we'd have some people that we knew and I was friends with that would come to our barn and spy on us and, like, try to see how our animals It was animals that serious? Looked. It was that serious. I didn't know it was that serious. There was, like, gossip chains through it, man. Like, it was incredible. The livestock and gossip chains. It was legit a, a big competition. And I think that's probably the most surprising and, and outstanding memory for me. Besides, like, winning and, and all the excitement is... There's a big, there was a, it was very competitive and we were all friends in the end, but during that four or five month span, we, we, ne- none of us talked. We, none of us talked during the fair that whole week, especially the parents. Oh, I believe that. It was tense, man. It was tense. Some of the greatest memories, but it was crazy. When I showed the turkey, cause I just showed one year I showed the state okay. fair. Yeah. So you go in like heats and I can't remember what the, the flights that's what oh, it was. flights. Okay, so, yeah, okay. You, we went in different flights for showing the turkeys. Yeah. And it's just like a random group of eight turkeys, like, and that's just your flight. Yep. And I think a couple of the flights before me, there was one turkey that didn't look good at mm-hmm. all. Like, everyone's turkey was, like, big, like, fluffy, mm-hmm. super white feathers. Yeah. And this turkey was, like, a quarter of the size, had, like, a tint of brown to it. Yeah. Turkey Not wasn't healthy. looking right. Turkey wasn't looking right. And when you show them, they go through, and you know how they ask you the questions about, like, what you're feeding it, mm-hmm. uh, like, questions about, like, places on its body, things like mm-hmm. that. Well, they asked the kid that was showing that turkey what he's been feeding it, and he said beer and cat food. And by looking at that turkey, it, it lived on a beer and cat food diet. That's terrible. That's sad. That's nuts. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Some people just do not. I don't know. That's Get a it. lot of money. <laughs> it's a lot of damn money. <laughs> it's a lot of beer. Oh, it's a lot of beer. 
That's crazy. But why? <laughs> exactly why? It's not saving them money. Cat food's pricey too. Well, you get you get three turkeys. I couldn't imagine what the other two look like. Because oh, you take your best one. Survive. Yeah, he he took he the took last his one. Best one. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the last one alive he took? I have no Probably. idea. Probably. I wish I could have gotten the backstory, but like to this day, like that's just what I know about that situation. That's Never wild. heard anything more. That's crazy. The showing turkeys was crazy. When you show them, you hold your hands up like in front of your chest, like you're like making two fists, like holding around their legs, mm-hmm. and they just dangle down in front of your chest and like your stomach, and their wings are out. And the judge just goes up and just like feels around, and it's kind of weird. Like I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to be like a turkey judge, yeah. but. <laughs> But yeah, around and, and everywhere. That was cool. And then after the fair ends, so the state keeps the turkeys. Okay. And they they do what they want with them. But then sure. you get a check a couple months later, like from the from the turkey. Nice and I check. do the same with the sheep as well. Yep. It's a nice check. It's a nice check. We used to make a lot of money. <laughs> it was a crazy. It was a crazy turnaround. But oh, I believe it that. was some nights, man. As a twelve year old, we were up doing you know weight management. That was the big thing with pigs, like weight management. We would be up till two a.m. Walking them, walking them, seeing how much he weighs. Oh, too light. Giving him a little bit of water. It was, it was crazy. So competitive. George, Gabby, I really appreciate you guys coming on the podcast today. Sure. Uh, I'll definitely have to have you guys on in the future. Yeah, it was a pleasure. But it was yeah. awesome. It was definitely, we had we had some pretty good conversations. Oh yeah. So yeah, um, I guess from here we're going to downtown Charlotte. I guess that's it. Guys, thank you so much for listening this week. I really appreciate you guys tuning into the guest episode. As always, you can find me wherever you find podcasts, Apple Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, the list goes on. But one thing I did forget to ask George was to plug his YouTube channel, and it is G-Spot Gaming. Let me repeat that, G-Spot Gaming on YouTube. So you guys look him up, check out some of his videos, see what he's about. Any questions, comments, concerns, guys, always feel free to shoot me an email. It is justchrispodcast at gmail.com. And, yeah, that's the guest episode. Thank you, guys, and y'all take care.